Amen. Lord's been good to us today, hasn't he? Amen. Amen. We're going to be in the book of Genesis, chapter number 15, verse number 6. I want to invite you to turn there to the book of Genesis, chapter 15, and verse number 6. I also want to remind our children, our young people, to uh, get in the habit of bringing a Bible. Tell your mom and dad, I want to bring my Bible. And I want to encourage you to start finding uh, the, cha- the book, the chapter, and the verse. So when I say Genesis chapter 15, verse number 6, I will encourage you children to take your Bible, Genesis chapter 15, verse number 6, ask mom or dad or mamaw, papa to help you, and before you know it, you'll be able to find things in the Bible for yourself. Amen? And let's grow a little bit. I, I want you also, children, that when we pray, when we bow our heads to pray, I want you to do it too. Amen? And when we sing as a congregation, I want you to stand up and I want you to sing Amazing Grace too. Amen. I want you to be a part of what we're doing here. Uh, we don't want to raise spectators, do we? We want them to, want them to take part in the service. So uh, I want to encourage you to do that. Help me out, Mom and Dad, Mama, Papa, whoever, whoever's next to you. If they need some help, help them. That way they can grow in Scripture. Also have a Bible. Uh, I'd like to give it to somebody who needs it. It's maybe somebody has has trouble seeing. It's a it is like super giant print, and if you don't have one, I'd like to give you one. So even if you need it at home or uh, for church, it's really easy to see. So if that's you and you you don't have one, the church would love to give you one. We got one available here. The Lord worked it out. We could have it. So you see me after service. You can have it. Amen, if you don't have one. Genesis chapter 15, verse number 6. If you're there, say amen. Amen. The Bible says, And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Now, what did Abraham believe? Remember, God said, Through your seed, through your own bowels, verse number 4, shall be thine heir. And in verse number 5, he told him, so through his loins, through his genetics, his blood child. Do you understand what that means? That through Abraham's genetic line, not Eleazar the servant, if you remember, but through Abraham, he's going to have a son, a child. And the verse number 6, and he believed in the Lord. So Abraham heard that from God, and Abraham believed it. He said, okay. And Something happened to Abraham here. We're going to speak about that this morning. Abraham believed in the Lord, so that's faith. He took God at his word. That's what faith is. He took God at his word. He believed it. And the Bible said when Abraham did that, God, he counted it to him for righteousness. We're going to speak about that here after after I pray. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, I pray you'd help our church Lord, we want our church to be a church that when we come together for prayer, worship, and preaching, that we are edified, that we're sanctified by you, and that anyone who comes in this place of prayer, of worship, of preaching, and fellowship, whether they know you or not, that they could know that this place, these people... It's real. It's relevant to my life. That God spoke to me today. 
that God did something for me today. God, I want our church to be like that. That what we do is scriptural, relevant, powerful, and it touches our lives and those who gather with us. God, I pray your word would be relevant. You would apply it by your Holy Spirit this morning. Lord, even if it's with stammering lips, Lord, even if Paul, as he, as he said in 1 Corinthians 2, even if it's without human wisdom, even if it's without excellency of speech, even if it's, it's not eloquent, or if there's, if there's a mispronunciation, God, have it be by your Spirit, not by human wisdom or the works of our minds. God, I pray that this place would be a place that you would deal with your people. God, I pray that sinners would be converted. Lord, that those who come here unsaved would be unable to leave. The gospel net would entrap them by grace through faith. And they'd believe on you, Lord. Do a mighty work here. In your name, Jesus, Lord, we ask these things. Amen. So, Abraham believed the Lord. Now this is, a, this is the beginning of an important, critical Bible doctrine. This, this, is, this is the beginning of, as you might have heard it said, justification by faith. That a man or woman can be declared righteous through faith. That's highly important for us. Because we are unrighteous. And we have no righteousness. None of us do on our own. We have zero righteousness. There is no, there's not enough goodness in us to make us good. We are unrighteous by birth. Now that is critical that you understand that. Because if you don't understand that, you'll think that you're born with it. You'll think that you're born a Christian. You'll think that you're a Christian because you go to church. You think that you're a Christian but just because your parents are, because you say you're one. That is not justification. We are born with zero righteousness. And not only that, that any righteousness that we try to achieve, God views it as filthy rags, of course, but then... It's unrighteous because we're trying to make God owe us heaven and forgiveness. That, we are, we, that God then becomes, becomes our employer. That God, we do good and God pays us our payment. But the problem is the, the gulf or the, the debt is so far between us and God that we could never earn enough. And that if we live our life trying to do good, to be good, then at the end of our life we receive our payment. And we know that God said in Romans chapter 6 that the wages of sin is death. And if you live your life trying to earn this righteousness, at the end of your life you'll still come up short. So God counted that word in verse 6, it to him for righteousness. Now in the New Testament the word for counted there is imputed. And counted and imputed mean the same thing. It means that God, because Abraham believed God, that God placed upon Abraham faith. 
Imputed or counted means to be placed on the account of. And so what happened was that Abraham believed God and God put righteousness on his balance sheet. Now this righteousness isn't Abraham's though. The righteousness that Abraham received because it came from God, it counted it to him for righteousness. That this righteousness came from God on behalf of Abraham. Abraham don't have any righteousness. Abraham has zero righteousness. This, if you're interested, I pray you are, is called the doctrine, and a doctrine is truth. The doctrine is like is, is what is what is true, what it, what is what is what is correct. The Bible doctrine, here's a Bible truth that imputation is God placing righteousness on the account of the believing sinner who doesn't have any of his own. It's like God put $100 into a poor man's bank account, and now he has 100 God placed righteousness upon Abraham, and now Abraham is declared righteous. Now, what's interesting about this subject, and it's highly important you understand it, is that when Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, all of his sin was imputed upon you. Now, all of sin as Adam. We all are sinners then, in other words. So then when Jesus died on the cross, he who knew no sin became sin for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He became sin for us. So when Jesus was dying on the cross, God, I don't know how he did it, but he did it, he took all of our sin and he placed it on the account of his son. So Jesus is dying for sinners because he who knew no sin became sin for us. You see it? So our sin was placed upon the account of Christ. So when Jesus died, he paid the sinner's debt. That's how it works. And when you believe on Jesus, or if you have believed on Jesus, then God takes all of his righteousness and places it upon you. And that's how sinners are declared righteous. So you got Adam's sin, Jesus got your sin, and if you've believed on Jesus, you get the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. But you can't get your own righteousness on your own. So Abraham believed in the Lord, and he counted it unto him for righteousness. Now this is important when this happened in the Bible. This happened in the Bible before the works of the law. And so the Bible is saying that it's always been faith, faith, believing God is the way of righteousness. So Paul says in Romans 3.28, a man can be justified without the deeds of the law. And he's citing Abraham. In Romans chapter number 3 and 4, God is saying, Abraham is our example. And God has in Abraham shown us before Moses, this is before the law of Moses, that a person can be justified through faith without the works of the law. So it's impossible to do right to be justified. God is setting a precedent. God is creating a standard. God is saying this is the way that it is. God is saying that you are righteous through faith. 
It's not by keeping the law of God. You can't. And up, in, if, you, nevertheless, you can't. Not only is righteousness through faith without the deeds of the law, but this is also before circumcision. Abraham had yet to be circumcised, and Abraham was declared righteous because he simply believed God. That's it. This is before the covenant being sealed through circumcision. And so then, Paul said in Romans 3.29, seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision through faith and the uncircumcision and the uncircumcision through faith. So what does that mean? That means, thank God for this, that Jewish people aren't the only ones that can know God. That you can know God. It's not just for a certain group of people. It's, you can't, you don't, you don't, you're not righteous by keeping the law, and you're not righteous by being a certain people group. You can be righteous just by believing God. You can be righteous just by trusting what God has said. Now, why is that significant? Because if it's not for this, then you would never be Christian. And don't take that for granted. For it's by grace, through faith, are you saved, and that not of yourselves. You are justified because of faith in Jesus Christ. Now what does justified mean again? It means that God has declared you righteous, that righteousness of God has been placed upon your account. It don't mean you're perfect. Who says, who, we all would agree, I'm not perfect, are you? The righteousness of the Christian is not their own. It is through faith in Jesus Christ that God places upon their account. And anybody can be a Christian. Anybody can be declared righteous. Any one of us can leave here today and be right with God. How? I can't do enough good. You don't have to. You can't. I don't belong to a certain race of people. Well, it, it's not for a certain people. Whosoever believed on Him shall be saved. This doctrine, God is revealing it to us in Genesis 15, 6. And God is saying before Moses come along, before circumcision become along, before there isn't even the nation Israel, God is saying this is how I save sinners. This is how I redeem lives. This is how I make people righteous. It is through faith. Now what did Abraham believe? Abraham believed. That boy's saying amen. Amen. That's, what, that's, that's baby talk for amen. I'll take it. Abraham believed what? Abraham believed that God, through him, would fulfill the covenant that through your seed all the nations of the earth will be blessed. But Abraham don't have a son yet. So here, here is what God does. God wants Abraham to believe in something that is impossible for Abraham to do. That's what God wants. So remember the sermon in, from 15, chapter 15, 1 through, 1 through 5. Abraham's trying to let his son or his servant Eleazar 
that through him the blessing would be. So Abraham tries to solve the problem of not having a kid legally. Eleazar is his slave, his servant, and Abraham says, okay, I don't have a kid. It's going to be through Eleazar, my servant. He's trying to solve this problem of not having a kid legally through adoption. And God says, it's not going to be through him. Now, what's interesting is that God chooses a barren couple too. He chooses Sarah and he chooses Abraham and Sarah's womb is dead. And God chooses a barren couple that, and then he says, through this couple, you're going to have a kid. So God is creating an impossibility, isn't he? So then Abraham says, it's going to be Eleazar. And God says, it's not going to be Eleazar. You're not going to solve this problem legally, Abraham. And then so Sarah realizes in the next chapter, in chapter 16, now Abraham, he said it's through thy seed. Listen, I can't have a kid, but it can still be through you, through Hagar, my Egyptian servant. And then they try to solve the problem. Okay, it's not going to be through Sarah, but then it's going to be through Hagar. And God says, no. And then God appears to Abraham, and then God says, Abraham says, Oh, let Ishmael live before thee, God. And God says, no. And then God waits. So remember, Abraham's thinking, I'm going to have a child. So God chooses a barren couple. God rejects Eleazar. God rejects Ishmael. Because it's going to be through Sarah, God said. And then Abraham laughed. And then Abraham said, can I have a child when I'm a hundred and Sarah is 90, and then God says, your wife is going to have a kid. And the Bible says that she is past the age of childbearing as a manner of woman is. She is post-menopausal. And God says, you're going to have a child through Sarah, and God waits until Sarah is post-menopausal, and then God appears to Abraham and says, it's going to be through Sarah. And Abraham's like, what? And even Sarah laughs. What is God doing? God is making it impossible for Sarah and Abraham humanly to produce a child. God wants Abraham to believe that you can't work this out. You can't accomplish this. Abraham, here's what I want you to believe. I want you to believe that I can do a work that you can never do. That is what God is doing to Abraham. Abraham can't work this out. Abraham can't solve this problem. Every turn he takes, God says no. Eleazar, no. Ishmael, no. Sarah, can't. She's postmenopausal. And then it is a miraculous thing. What happens to Sarah? She has a miraculous birth and conception. And it is a miracle, and no human being can take the credit for what God worked out in their life. So what is faith? Faith is believing God to do the work which is impossible for you to work out. Faith is trusting God to work when you can't accomplish it on your own. Faith is believing God to do the work. And God rejects your work. 
And God rejects your plans. And God rejects your ideas. And God rejects your ways. And God refuses your advice. And God has, he re, He's repulsed by your intentions. Faith is this. And it must be by faith that it might be by grace. Because if it was through works, then it will be worked out of debt. And God don't want this covenant that He's going to make with you mingled with human effort or the will of the flesh. Trusting God is trusting Him to do a work that you can never accomplish. That's what faith is. So, Abraham, you're going to have a kid. But you're going to get no credit for it. Abraham, I'm going to create a covenant with you, but you can't brag about any of it. Abraham, you're going to try to solve this your own, but you can't. I reject all human strength, wisdom, glory, plans. You, Abraham, will get no credit for what I'm going to do. What does that sound like? Do you see it? What do you see in that? Now, if you turn to Romans, and I'm closing. Romans chapter number 4. Look at verse 21. Romans 4, 21. Kids, follow along. Romans chapter 4, verse 21. So young people, when you get your Bible out, keep it out. Keep it out, because we might move around in it. Romans chapter 4, verse number 21. So here, here's what faith. Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. Abraham, let's review, believed that God would do a work that's impossible for him to do. And God gave Abraham righteousness when he believed he could not work it out. He trusted the work of God and ceased from his own work. Romans chapter 4, verse 21. Let's add 20. He staggered, he is Abraham. He staggered not the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded, Abraham fully persuaded, he's convinced what he had promised. He was able also to perform. Now look at verse 22. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now look at verse 23. Now it was not written for his sake alone. So that means, listen, that means that God did this in Abraham's life for other people. God did this in Abraham's life for other people to notice. God did this in Abraham's life so other people can see this is how God does it. That's what that means. Verse 23. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed unto him righteousness. Paul says, but for us also. Maybe that would be something to circle, to make note of. For us also. Or maybe for me also. So here's the voice of God this morning speaking to you in your life. Hey, listen, God is saying this to you through His Word. This is how I give righteousness. This is how I save sinners. This is how I do it. But for us also, to whom it was imputed, 
If we believe on Him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. What is God saying? That you and me and whoever would believe without works, without achievement, without doing good, as a matter of fact, even if you're doing bad, it don't matter who you are, it don't matter where you came from, if you believe that God raised up Jesus from the dead, if you believe that He was delivered for your sins and that God raised Him again for your justification, if you believe on Jesus Christ, you will have imputed righteousness. You will have the righteousness of God laid upon your account. Now, I don't know about anybody else here this morning, but I'm running a little bit low on righteousness. I don't really have enough. As a matter of fact, I don't have any. So since I need it to be right with God and be with God and have everlasting life and to escape a devil's hell and to flee the wrath to come and to know God, the only way I can know God is through faith in His Son. That's it. That faith that saves is believing that God through Jesus Christ can do a work that you can never do on your own. It's stop trusting in what you can accomplish, but believing God for His work that He worked out for you. And if you believe God, then God will impute righteousness on your account. The word believe in the book of John is written 85 times. What is God saying to you? Believe me. Believe my word. Trust what I'm saying. I sent my son to die for you. I sent him to save you. He died and he arose from the dead. Believe my report. Believe that you can't save yourself and you can't create life and you can never do it, but God, I've done it for you. God is saying, I've done it for you. I've already worked it out. I've already paid the debt. I've already arose from the dead. All you've got to do is believe me. Just believe me and trust in me. And if you'll believe me that I did it for you, if you'll put faith in what I've done, if you'll trust in my finished work, if your heart will say, I receive what Jesus has done on my behalf, in that moment, God will give you righteousness. Faith. What is it? It's the end of your works. You've come to the end of yourself. I, Eleazar can't be my heir. Ishmael can't be my heir. My wife is barren. Not only is she barren, she's postmenopausal. And God still says, through her, through her, through her, you'll get no credit for it, Abraham. You will not glory in none of this. Only I can accomplish my covenant. There'll be no human effort or will at all in it. It'll only be through the work of God. That's it. I quote it a lot. And Paul said, God forbid that I should glory in anything save in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I boast in nothing. I have nothing to brag about. I can't say that God owes me a thing in righteousness. Only thing I have is the finished work of Jesus Christ, my Lord. That is it. I have nothing else but Him. And I need nothing else but Him. Do you trust Him today? Do you believe God's Word? Maybe this morning you realized through the weeks, the months, the years, that here you've been trying to work it out on your own. God says, I'm going to bless you. I want to bless you if you'll just believe me. All these months and years and weeks, you've been working out your own salvation. You've been trying to do enough to make yourself right. You've been trying to be good enough to be good. The hope and the rest of the gospel is just taking God at His word by faith and simply saying, I believe the Lord. I believe the Lord. For whosoever believeth on Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's why when I got saved, a little boy, not yet ten years old, could bow my heart before Jesus and believe Him. And say, I believe that you are my only hope. I believe that you are the only way. I believe that what you did for me is the work that I need. And cease from my own labors. Only in Jesus, amen. Only through Christ and Him alone. I got, a, I got an intuition, I think, that many in this place are trusting in themselves. That many in this place are leaning upon their own goodness. They don't see themselves as filth before a mighty and a just God. They don't see themselves as bankrupt. They don't see themselves as needy. They don't see themselves as hopeless. Abraham's situation was hopeless. They don't see themselves as being needy and broken. They believe they're good enough as they are. I was raised in a good family, some will say. I was taught how to behave in church. I was raised not to cuss or drink alcohol. And that makes me good. None of us are good. None of us are good. You need righteousness. And it only comes through faith in Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian this morning, I want to encourage you. I want you to go back to the beginning as we stand to our feet and just simply believe the gospel for your righteousness. Sometimes we forget that Jesus paid it all. Sometimes we forget that it's only through Him and Him alone. Abraham believed God. He believed Him. And I want to encourage you to do that this morning. Here is the work of God, Jesus said. To believe on Him whom God has sent. Here is what God wants from us. To believe on His Son. And that's it. To believe on Him. This morning, I hope if you've never been saved, you will stop trying to save yourself. You will stop from all your works. And you will believe God. 
you'll trust in him. You'll say yes to his son. And if you're a Christian, sometimes we're like Abraham. Notice, Abraham tried to have a kid through Hagar after he was declared righteous. Abraham thought, you know what he said? It'll be through my seed. It must be through Ishmael. And sometimes even after we're saved, we try to we stop living by faith and we start living by works again. And God says, that will not be how you're blessed. It shall not be through Ishmael. Faith. The just shall live by faith. Amen? Hey, let's believe God's report. Isaiah 53, the prophet said, Who hath believed his report? Let's believe what God has said. Amen? Let's sing together. What song? Yes. Maybe there's a need this morning. You come. Believe God.